Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is entitled A Study of the Judges of the Bible. This is part three of a three-part series, and we will be studying the lives of Samson through Samuel. Let's begin at the seventh servitude. Following the death of Abdon, the Israelites returned to their evil ways. As a result, God sent them into servitude to the Philistines for 40 years. This was the most extended period of servitude during the era of the judges. Then God raised Samson. Samson, the 13th judge, is found in Judges 13 and 2 through 16 and 31. Samson judged Israel for 20 years. He was the last judge of Israel whose life was recorded in the book of Judges. The final two judges are recorded in the book of 1 Samuel. Samson's father was Manoah, who was from Zorah of the Danites. Manoah's wife's name may not have been mentioned, but she significantly impacted Bible history. Initially barren, God granted her a special son, changing her status from infertile to highly favored. Both she and her husband were to raise their son, Samson, as a Nazarite. While she carried him, she was not to drink wine or strong drink, nor to eat anything unclean, because her son was to be a Nazarite from the womb to death. The vows of a Nazarite involved three things. They were to abstain from wine and strong drink, refrain from cutting the hair off the head during the vow period, and avoid contact with the dead. Samson's story spans Judges chapters 13 through 16, and his name is listed among the Old Testament heroes whose faith was worthy of recognition in Hebrews 11 and 32. Following is a list of the 12 exploits of Samson. Number one, he killed a lion barehanded. That's 14 and 6. He slew 30 men, 14 and 19. He caught 300 foxes, 15 and 4 through 5. He smote Philistines with great slaughter, 15 and 8. He broke two new ropes that bound him, 15 and 14. He killed a thousand men with the jawbone of an ass, 15 and 15 through 17. He brought water out of the jawbone of an ass, Judges 15 and 18. He tore away the gate doors with two posts and bars, 16 and 1 through 3. He broke green cords of braided wood that bound him, 16 and 6 through 9. He broke new ropes that bound him in 16 and 10 through 12. He broke the pins that bound his seven locks of hair to the wall, 16 and 13 through 15. And he slew 3,000 men and women by pulling down the pillars that held up the house where they were, 16 and 23 through 31. The Outcome 
Samson's most significant fault was that he loved strange women. He was physically strong when the Spirit of the Lord overshadowed him, but he was spiritually weak. The third of three unfaithful women he loved, whose name was Delilah, caused his downfall. She received the equivalent of $3,520 to betray him. Samson killed more Philistines at his death than during his entire lifetime. Next was Eli, the 14th judge. Eli, the 14th judge, is found in 1 Samuel 1 through 4 and 18. Eli was the priest and judge in Israel for 40 years. He is best remembered for the blessings he pronounced upon Hannah, the mother of Samuel, in 1 Samuel 1 and 17. He is known for his role in the development of Samuel, who was one of the greatest prophets and judges of all times. He was known for his lack of discipline of his evil sons, his lackadaisical regard for God's warnings, his concern for his sons greater than his love for God, and the sad way in which he died when he learned that the Philistines had captured the Ark of the Covenant. Eli's story can be found as a post in my WordPress blog, and it is entitled, If Your Heart Is Not Right Before God, He Can Get You Even If You Are In His House. The Outcome of Eli's Life An important lesson that we must learn from Eli's sad life and his death is that we must always love God with our whole hearts. With our souls and our minds, we must repent when God shows us our shortcomings, and we must always put him above all others. And the final judge was Samuel, who was judge number 15. His story is a long and thorough one. 1 Samuel 1 and 20, 2 and 11 through 26, 3 and one through four and one, seven and three through twenty-five and one. Let's read his story. Samuel was born to godly parents, Elkanah and Hannah. His father was from Ramathaim Zophim of Mount Ephraim. His father was the son of Jehoram, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu the son of Zuth and Ephrathite. His mother was prophetess Hannah. Samuel was born following Hannah's intense prayer for a son in which she promised to dedicate him back to God as a Nazarite, a blessing bestowed upon her by Eli the prophet. When God answered Hannah's prayer, she kept her promise and she quote-unquote, loaned him to the priest Eli for service to the Lord for the rest of Samuel's life when he was about four years of age. He became the first recognized prophet since Joshua and the greatest reformer and statesman that Israel ever knew. There were prophets before him, but he was the first recognized prophet. Facts of Samuel's Life Story There are 12 significant facts. Number one, 
The story of Hannah, his mother, and how he was conceived is found in 1 Samuel 1. Number two, lent to the Lord as a Nazarite is found in 1 Samuel 1 and 11 and then 24 through 28. Number three, he ministered to the Lord. That's found in 1 Samuel 2 and 11 and 18 and then 3 and 1. He grew in body and spirit. That's found in 1 Samuel 2 and 26 and 3 and 19. Number five, he had favor with God and men. And that's 1 Samuel 2 and 26, 3 and 19. Number six, he became God's prophet. And that's found in 1 Samuel 3 and 1 through 21. Number seven, he was acknowledged as a true prophet of God by all of Israel. 1 Samuel 3 and 19 through 21 and then 4 and 1. Number eight, he became the 15th judge of Israel. And that's found in 1 Samuel 7 and 15 through 17. Number nine, he delivered Israel from the Philistines by miracles. That's found in 1 Samuel 7 and 1 through 14. Number 10, he initiated the kingdom of Israel. 1 Samuel 8 and 1 through 12 and 25. He rejected Saul in obedience to God and anointed David as king. 1 Samuel 15, 1 through 16 and 13. And then the 12th, he spent his last days as a judge. 1 Samuel 7 and 15, 19 and 18 through 24, and then 25 and 1. The Philistines again oppressed the Israelites when they returned to apostasy by refusing to serve God appropriately and serving idol gods. Eli's evil sons were killed in battle, and the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant. Samuel rose as their leader when the Israelites cried out to God for help. Samuel instructed the people of God to get rid of their idol gods, wanting to assure the Lord that the heart of his people belonged to him alone. Samuel, judge, priest, and prophet. 1 Samuel 7 and 9 through 13. When the people of God obeyed Samuel's instructions, he called them together in Mizpah for a great prayer meeting. The focus of the gathering was to repent and to cry out to God for restoration of the land that God had given them as an inheritance. The Israelites had put away Balaam and Ashtaroth, and they served God only, and they poured out water to the Lord as a symbol of public humiliation and sorrow for their sins. This act, along with their fasting, was a sign of sincere repentance. The Israelites found God to be just and faithful in forgiving them of their sins. Samuel, a Levite, made a burnt offering unto God, cried out for the people, and God heard his cry. While the sacrifice was being made, the Philistines began to assemble against Israel. But God thundered from heaven, confusing the Philistines and frustrating their plans. The Israelites smote them to Bethkar. Samuel then erected a stone between Mizpah and Shin. And he called the location Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. You'll find that in 1 Samuel 7 and 12. 
The Philistines were defeated and the Israelites were no longer bothered by them for the rest of Samuel's life. The Outcome The cities and coasts taken from Israel were restored and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel became the first circuit judge, traveling from year to year in a circuit between Bethel, Gilgal, Mizpah, and Ramah. When Samuel began to age, he attempted to make his two sons, Joel and Abiah, judges, but the people rejected them. Why? His sons were not just men as Samuel was. They desired filthy lucre, they took bribes, and they perverted judgment. And then Israel requested a king, which God granted. This ended the period of the judges and ushered in the time of the kings as leaders of God's people. Though no longer leader and judge, Samuel continued as a well-respected, powerful, and effective prophet who anointed two kings, Saul and David. Samuel later rejected Saul as king and anointed David when he was directed to do so by God. After one of King Saul's many attempts to murder David, Samuel and David lived together in Nioth, the school of the prophets, in Ramah. David was forced to escape from Ramah when Saul continued in his pursuit of taking David's life. Samuel died in Ramah before the reign of David, and all the people of Israel mourned his death. 1 Samuel 28 and 3. Summary of the Series So there we have it. The books of Judges and 1 Samuel present the 450 years in which Israel repeatedly sinned, forsook God, and was sent into servitude under oppressors. The Israelites cried out for help, and God responded by sending them a deliverer. The cycle continued until the people requested a king, just like the other nations. From this study of the judges of the Bible, I learned several important lessons, and they're not listed in order of significance, and I'll share them with you. Number one, this is what I learned. Women have an essential role in the church. Number two, God speaks to children. Number three, sincere repentance brings deliverance. Number four, insincere repentance does not move God. Number five, God is faithful and will keep his word. Number six, if God does not have an appropriate vessel, he's well able to build one. Number seven, God's righteous people will always be protected. Number eight, peace comes only from God. Number nine, God uses the humble but resists the proud. Number 10, God can turn what some may determine to be a disadvantage or a handicap into an asset. Number 11, God is long-suffering, patient, loving, and forgiving. Number 12, Israel's on-again, off-again interaction with God is no different than some people's relationship with Him today. Number 13, People often pray only to get out of a pinch. Number 14, sin brings punishment. Number 15, rash decisions can bring disaster. 
Pray first. As you read this series related to judges in the Bible, perhaps you discovered more lessons than those I just presented. Please include your findings in the comments section of the blog so others can benefit from your revelations. I learned a great deal from this study of the judges of the Bible, and I pray that you will too. May God bless and keep you is my prayer.